Here we go. Whew, it's a little, it's a little chilly out here, guys. I can't lie. It's, whew. Um, but I did wanted to stop by and let you guys know that uh, Twitch is having a 20% off on all Twitch channel subs, including ours. So I'll just remind you guys that if you want to support us and the work that we do, subscribe to our Twitch channel. You can sub for the $5 tier, the $10 tier, or the $24.99 tier. All 20% off this month. So, get in with, if you want to support us, definitely sub to us. By doing so, you'll be supporting us. And you get free emotes, including my favorite emote uh, on my Twitch channel. It is the squiggly emote from Skullgirls. So, uh, if you want to check that out and want to support us, now's the time. And, it is the, and if you can't, that is perfectly fine. Uh, but in the meantime, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, what have you. And uh, I'm gonna go back inside because it's really cold out here. Um, but uh, I suggest you guys do the same. So, thank you guys. I'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Woo! Cold! So, Greg, uh, I mean, not, I'm not sure if I need to tell you this, but you know, some of your shirts are kind of kind of crappy. I mean,. You know, what do you What do you mean by crappy? They got like a sweet little pocket right here. I mean, uh, they could be better. I mean, there's some. There's a place I know where it has lots of lots of cool stuff. Uh, yeah, but but how cool? We're talking about triple A cool. We're talking about shirts from 86.com. They're a pretty cool site. They sell all types of merchandise, including T-shirts, keychains, and other cool stuff that they sell on their site. Uh, and also have awesome video game material as well, such as Street Fighter, Killer Instinct, Guilty Gear, Skullgirls, Blaze Blue, Smite, and 86 own brand of T-shirts as well as well as other stuff. Um, recently, they put out some new keychains for Street Fighter Five. So yeah, there's some awesome stuff there. So I'm just suggesting, you know, next time you go out and buy a shirt of any kind, I suggest check out 86.com. And if you want to support us and them at the same time, please use this link in, the, in your web browser to check out 86.com. Put in www.86.com question mark AFF equals 4. Again, www.86.com question mark AFF equals 4. This link will tell them that we sent you and that we're cool with them as long as you're cool with us. Thank you and enjoy the show. Podcast. Welcome to episode 180 for Mission Start Podcast, the last podcast for 2017. Um, you know what's crazy? Hmm. We're gonna hit 200 in the, in the next year. I know. It's yeah. <laughs> You've been. I don't know when. <laughs> uh, yeah, depending on well, you know uh, schedule. We take we take weeks off and whatnot, and yeah. Um. Yeah, it's, we've been doing this for a long time. Um, I, you were here for about a good third of it, I want to say. Because um, like, it seemed the first half was just, 
it, it, it was basically me and my two other friends that were doing it at first, and they kind of just kind of on and off. But eventually, when in, the website started going, and we made this more of a weekly thing. Um, Ooh, I'm actually gonna go to the YouTube and see, and go to our channel and see when the first one that I came to was, because it was in the it was in the double digits. It wasn't uh, uh, it wasn't in the triple yet. Yeah, because so I was I was here for episode 100. Yeah. So, um, I'll see if I can do anything special for that episode. But in the meantime, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Bionis. Uh, with me, as you just saw, we both converse with one another, is no other than Greg Dietz. What do you want? I don't need anything. <laughs> um, so, uh, we're here to talk about, you know, the past news and games. We're also going to be talking some stuff um, regarding, you know, what happened the past week. But also, let you guys know... That if you are if you're listening to the podcast, and I do upload the after show uh, audio versions to our podcast feed, we will be talking about Star Wars: The Last Jedi in the after show. So if you are watching, if you're watching right now on stream, or if you're listening to the podcast, let me know. FYI, do not listen to the after show if you do not want to be spoiled, because it's going to be spoiled. It's going to be spoiled like you left milk out on the counter. Pretty much. Pretty much. Reference. So, with that being said, and Greg, I'm not sure if you found yourself yet in the YouTube's. Um, but we got- no, I'm, I'm I'm ready to just I mean just go. I can okay. I can multitask. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Awesome. All right. So let me bring out the first video real quick. All right. So, um, this. Oh, hang on. I gotta start the timer. There we go. Okay. This was reported off of IGN.com. Kojima explains Death Stranding gameplay and lore. Um, Hayao Kojima on what happens when your character dies, timefall, and the ambiguous baby. Um, this is also written by, uh, who's, who's the writer? Oh, Marty Silva. Yeah, I know that guy. Somewhat. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, they did an entire interview, and I'll put the link in the chat in a minute. They did an entire interview with Hayao Kojima. So, like, what exactly is this game? Because, like, as far as we've seen trailers as far as like you know what was depicted like we have seen no gameplay and knowing Kojima in his weird mind like he'll he's definitely he's, he's put it to you know is what exactly is, is he going for nobody exactly knows um so that and they finally interviewed they come down to ask him a few questions and they finally got some answers um and I'll probably the one thing that I would I would I would point out is uh timefall is the basically the brain that hits the guy in the in this new trailer as you see uh, right behind us it ages people, so that's basically what that is. Um, the babies and robots thing, like apparently there's there there's some some connection to where the babies are connected as limbs. So it it, it sounds like maybe like the baby that is involved in the in the story um, has some sort of uh, use, kind of like almost like almost like a an, an inhibitor or like a I don't say like a battery, but like. From the, from the sounds of things, it looks like when you when you put the the thing on or the baby in inside your your suit, it allows you to do some other things. From my guess, um, and then he kind of references this whole stick and rope thing. The real, I think, the coolest part out of all of this was the fact that like the the whole death mechanic, where when you die in the game, you don't necessarily hit the game over screen or you know continue from where you last left off. It's the cool mechanic I like about it is that. It's basically when you die, you get to move around, you get to explore the, the world, um, and then come back whenever you want to, uh, to your body con- to continue. And when you do that, you may see 
Now, I don't think you see multiple bodies of yourself, but you'll see like, you know, multiple like crevices of where you died at, um, which I think is really cool. It, it, yeah. it reminds me of like a bit of Dark Souls. Um, and it, it sounds a little bit, a little bit like Stranger Things with the upside down world as well. So uh, he, he was very adamant in that interview, like, um, you know, in other games or it's like the old arcade games where you die and just go back to a checkpoint. It's like, yeah, they, like, you're not wrong. Like most games are like that Kojima, but at the same time, um, games, there are tons of games that already have a similar mechanic. Um, where death isn't death and the game tells you that you dying isn't necessarily dying it's just like you this particular body of you died you know which is what he's doing um you know notably um the uh shadow of war series oh yeah okay she's saying yeah 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 yeah. you don't technically die in that game Mm -hmm. um there's a couple other games that do it too i don't remember which off the top of my head, but uh, I, yeah, I don't know, man. Like it, it just it, like I love Kojima's games. Do not get me wrong, but at the same time, like I kind of feel like they are a little pretentious. <laughs> you, you, you could say that. I do remember there's an interview where um, Greg Miller uh, had an interview with uh, Kojima. Um, regarding Death Stranding and, and Metal Gear and whatnot, just kind of a, like a history of, of you know of what happened or how much you can get out of them. Uh, and one of the things that uh, he you know he, he figured out was like this is going to be an open world shooter or open world game um, because Kojima's is been doing that for most of his life anyways. So it would make sense that he's making another open world third person type of game. Um, so which you know on top of this like it. Like it, it is definitely something that I think. Again, I, I think that you and I agree with this. Like the, he has definitely become a, a what's, the, what's the term a martyr or um, basically whatever. That Kojima's become a martyr. Yeah. Not a martyr, but a um, pariah, if you will. Okay. Pariah, because like whatever. And you said uh, uh, during the game wars, like whatever this man creates, everybody's gonna buy no matter what. Well, uh, the reason I say a pariah versus a, a martyr is that a martyr basically is like he's ruined and he intentionally accepted the ruination for the sake of like something. Yeah. Just, and that's not that's not what's happening here. So. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, um. You know, one thing that Kojima definitely, like, kind of goes into in that interview is that he adores the fans. He adores oh, yeah. what, yeah. you know, the, the speculation oh, the fans come up with. He adores the ideas that they come up with. He adores the, uh, let me push my camera down a little bit there. Yep. Um, <laughs> double link. Um, I know. Sorry about that. I was like, I should put this in the chat. It's like, oh, I did that. Oops, my bad. Um. <laughs> but what he hates, you know, what what makes him hurt is when people assume that or accuse him of wasting money and taking too much time and not putting any money into it, like stuff like that. That's what really hurts him because he's like, there's a ton of work that's going to it constantly. Like we're we're dealing with an entirely new engine because we want to make the game unique. Yeah. You know, we're dealing with an entirely new, um, uh, you know, game style here where we're, you know, we're doing something with this engine that the other developers who've used this engine aren't doing, you know, like all kinds of stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, you know what? 
this goes back to a conversation that we had. It reminded me of a conversation that we've had on this podcast that I've had with friends, and that's the whole, like, what is a problem with the game industry? Well, a problem with the game industry is that people just don't have the patience or developers don't or publishers don't have patience anymore. So somebody like Kojima sitting there working tirelessly for years on a game and you know there's an announcement and then they're like we need another three years to work on it but the developers like nope push it out now um it seems like general consensus for a game dies off after a couple years or interest sorry general consensus interest dies off after a couple years and uh i i feel like he's experiencing that full force right now like people are just like they want the game so bad and, and so and, and like right now so badly that there is no there's no waiting like like fans just don't have the patience. I would I and, would I would, I would, I would uh, agree to you to to some degree on that. Um, but well, of course, it's to some degree. I'm not. This isn't an absolute. Yeah, that's what I'm saying like because there's been examples of games that have been um, in the development for a very long time, and when they came out, like it was all the fan for fair in the world, and everybody loved it and whatnot. Um, and I and I don't disagree. Like that is definitely an issue with the game industry and people in general regarding like yeah, like we want it now. We want to play this game now. Like when is it coming out? Yada yada yada. So like, um, the thing I like about Sony what they're doing is that they're giving him at least from the, from the outset, they're giving him all the time in the world. They're giving him as much money as he wants to make whatever game he wants to make, and you know, which is great. But but here at the end of the day, Anthony, at the end of the day. They can give him as much time and money as they want. If the fans lose interest, that's a problem. That's a bigger problem for them. And to that, I would I'd point to um, what was like oh the game that was uh basically the the team Eco made um, not the was it shot was a the rat bird thing that you interacted with. Um, my neck hurt today so bad. Rat bird thing. Yeah, would you? It was it was your it was your pet. Uh, I gotta I gotta look it up. Hang on, Team Eco. Um, what I'm trying to say is that they gave Team Eco. Oh 10... oh oh oh. Yeah, you're talking about uh, uh, Last Guardian. Yes, they gave they gave that team ten years, ten plus years to make that game, and that was on a PS3 originally, and then transferred to PS4. So if anybody has. So if anybody has um, uh, patience when it comes to game developers taking a very long time to make a game, it would be Sony. Well, of course. I mean, yeah. I mean, like Sony's still like that's what's fascinating when you look at the different de- uh, uh, publishers. I'm not talking about developers. When you look at different publishers and how they're willing to um, give developers the time they need. Uh, um, either either Valera's very late or didn't hear. Uh, <laughs> it's that forty second delay, or this, or in some cases, <laughs> 40, 40 second plus delay. <laughs> forty second delay. Um. Uh. You look at different publishers and you see how they interact. You know, you look at EA and EA is very multiplayer focused. You look at Sony and they seem to be very solo or single player focused. Right. You look at you know Activision and. They're kind of on the middle ground. You, you know, you, different companies have different as- aspects to what they want their de- uh, their developers to do, and uh, or like how much freedom they want to give them. Um, you know, this is an argument for this is the argument I hear all the time for why uh, 
indie games or the you know on the front four of yada yada whatever. For me, there are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there are so many games that come out year round that for me as a as a gamer, not just a not just a reviewer, not just this podcaster, but as a gamer. To go to Jesus, that's a hell of a delay of delay. <laughs> um, but for me, as 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 a as a gamer, as somebody who just plays video games, to be that concerned with the development time of a game is absurd. Like, I on my Xbox right now have Fortnite, PUBG, Overwatch, Battlefront Two, and uh, Wolfenstein, Zelda. Um, and what else do I have? Oh, I have that that Floor Kids game, which I needed a review of. I have, uh, you know, I, ha- I I I'm trying to go through um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale game. Um, I just downloaded Marlo Briggs that I want to play. Like, I have a lot of games to play. I'm not concerned with how long Death Stranding takes to be developed. I'm not concerned with how long Kingdom Hearts Three is being taken to develop. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I I definitely agree with your with your point. I think that definitely more time in, in games, the better it will be. Um, and yeah, well, I, I think more people should be like that. I think more people should look at the aspect of we already have too many games. Play those games while you're waiting for the game that you want. Pretty much, it comes down. It just comes down to patience. And for for whatever weird thing Kojima is making for this game, it's regardless when when it comes out, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be weird and cool and fun, and I'm looking forward to and it. People are going to buy it, and it's going to be cool. It's going to be awesome. All right, moving on to our next story, and this actually is a interview. Um, heck, actually, hang on. Let me switch topics. Um, there we go. Boom, boom. So. Boom, uh, boom, boom. Everybody say wayo. All right, here we go. So um, this is coming out of GameInformer.com. And this is by Ben Reeves, and it was an interview um, answering the five big questions about the future of Mega Man. Um, and one of the things I wanted to specifically talk about, because he does talk about, you know, about Mega Man 10, about, you know, is there going to be more Mega Man in the future? Um, but specifically, I wanted to talk about this particular thing, because I think when it comes to Mega Man series, I think there's like two specific games. Uh, game series that people have been wanting from a Mega Man now that it's back and coming uh, you know coming out uh, next year uh, then the question now rises is like okay could we get uh, a continuation of Mega Man X series or the the long the long uh, no, no, I've forgotten but the long uh, the people that really want also is uh, Mega Man Legends and the question and the answer was obviously Capcom isn't ready to announce new games outside of Capcom uh, outside of Mega Man 11 but if this game does well, does it lead to a revival across the brand? In fact, we specifically asked members of the team if they were interested in also working on a, on any Mega Man's uh, uh, other fr- uh, side franchises. Uh, quote, I'm one of those people who thinks the, uh, that actions speak louder than words, uh, says Ada. Uh, I could say all kinds of things, but at the end of the day, I like fans to see what they're take, uh, what we're taking. What? Hang on. Uh, I like to, I like the fans to see that we're taking it seriously, 
by starting to resurrect the brand in a way that we are and continue to prove ourselves moving forward. I love reading survey data. It's a great pastime. I am well aware that there is a voice out there that wants something new for Mega Man games uh, or for, for games like Mega Man Legends and Battle Network. Um, end quote. So, the case in point, he knows they're out there. You know, he's hearing the voices. Um, the fact that, yes, people want, a, you know, Mega Man Legends and other franchises tied to Mega Man. Um, and whether that will happen, I think, obviously, I think to me, I think obviously it's going to depend on how well Mega Man 11 uh, does. Um, because it, this is a brand new Mega Man game that has not, that hasn't been a new Mega Man game for a very long time. Um, and people thought that Capcom was not going to make another one because, you know, Mega Man at the time was not making much money. But now it's a different time. Side scrollers are, are more, uh, more, more the norm, I guess, uh, in this day and age. Uh, how many come out every so often, especially good ones. Um, and it, it all is going to almost depend on as far as like how it's going to sell. And my guess it is, right? It, um, my guess is it will sell well enough to where like, okay, let's check out the other Mega Man Legends. Not to mention people who are buying the Mega Man uh, collection, um, the Legacy collection on 3DS, PC, and what have you. So again, it's yeah that's what i think should like, happen but yeah like i've like i've said like if there's you know like you want more mega man buy the new mega man stuff i don't care if it's the, the anniversary stuff like buy it straight up like when you as a fan buy it you're basically t you know you're telling capcom that there's an audience there mm -hmm. um uh especially with something like like mega man you know where to an extent mega man is not a triple a title so it is, you know, it is, it is not. <laughs> so, so yeah, like you buying it is, it says more than if you were to buy like a, you know, a triple A studio game. Um, so when Mega Man 11 comes out, buy it yep. like straight up. Like, even if you don't, even if you end up not liking it, buy it because then it's going to lead, lead to more Mega Man. Yep. And speaking of that, in another question, they ask, can we expect a Mega Man 12? Sequels are usually dependent on the success, on the success of the game that came before them. So the fate of, uh, of a Mega Man 12 will largely depend on the success of Mega Man 11. However, Capcom is hoping that Mega Man will come back in a big way. And this is his answer. Quote, this is definitely not just a trial balloon. We're definitely on a, on not, we're definitely not experimenting, says Mega Man uh, 11 producer uh, Kishiro Toshia. We don't even have the bandwidth to experiment. This is all about porting everything we have and everything we know into one project and making it happen. We're using our prior experience and knowledge to strengthen ourselves and reach the next level. From the start of the project, I've been saying Mega Man 11 needs to be a true resurrection of the franchise. I really want this title to be something that veterans can pick up and say, yes, Mega Man is finally back. So, even though he says that, I still believe the fact that, you know, business money-wise, like, um, it's all going to depend on people who have mass interest as well as, like, how much Mega Man stuff they're buying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause At the end of the day, yeah, it doesn't matter, like, what the fans think. It matters on the, you know, the sales outcome. Mm -hmm, definitely. Definitely. If, if, that's, if we're getting more, like... In some yeah. instances, there, there are cases in some instances where a developer will come out with a game because they know it's going to win awards or some shit like that. Uh, but other than that, like, no, this is definitely a... Is the audience there? Can we make money off of it? Pretty much, pretty much. So far, the so far just from this trailer alone, like, 
people are losing their minds. The fact that there, yes, there is a new Mega Man game, and not just a mobile port, not just some sort of uh, port of any other classic Mega Man. It's an actual full-on Mega Man game that, again, we have not seen for a very long time from Capcom, a proper Mega Man game, and it's definitely going to sit some waters, but I think so far the reaction has been pretty much a lot of hype and a lot of positive. So far. Yeah, they, I mean, I'll give I'll give Capcom this. They did a really good job at hiding the development of, of Eleven until that reveal because... <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Like I, like, I was convinced. I was convinced they gave no shits about Mega Man. Yep, agreed. It's funny, too, because, like, everything Capcom-wise, like, the, everything leak-wise, like, whatever Capcom was holding far, as far as, like, what potentially may come about... Um, they never were pretty good at hiding that. Um, for with the exception of this, like they've found a way to, you know, hide Mega Man announcement until the day of, and I was like, oh shit, wow, how did they manage this? <laughs> After all the leaks that had happened to this company in the past two, three years, um, yeah. So it's surprising to see that. But with that being said, I honestly, if I'm definitely gonna buy Mega Man 11, no, and I cannot wait for whatever else Mega Man happens. Um, I I definitely want to see. A continuing the X series because I think the X series is really cool, um, and you know Mega Man Legends. I, I I I'll say this to somebody who's never played it. That'd be cool to see as well. Um, I probably should play at some point Mega Man Legends. Like there's, yeah. only, there's only two of them, right? Like there's only one and two, or was there Mega Man Legends? Yeah, there's only two. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, people really want like there's a lot of people that want a three, but I don't think the audience is big enough for a three. Right, right, um, right. I think the audience is. I think the audience is there for obviously Mega Man Eleven and potential more than that, mm-hmm. um, and definitely Mega Man X. But as for like, as for like, like there's no nobody there for Star Force. That, that doesn't exist. <laughs> um, no, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, if there is people, I haven't really heard about. Like, they, I haven't heard them. Yeah. I've heard people say they want a Legends three, but not very many people. I've heard a few people say they want more in the um, in the RPG series that I can't remember the name of. Uh, but when it comes to like regular Mega Man and Mega Man X, Jesus, loud, yeah, yeah. loud and a lot. Definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I, I don't I, I don't think I can say much more about Mega Man other than the fact that, or at least when it comes to comes to the story, other than the fact that like people, if you want if you want to support this game, if you want to go and and want another Mega Man uh, game of any kind, you know, go buy this game. So, yeah. All right. So I'm gonna shave off the three fifty minutes. And we'll yeah, I don't know how we were gonna fill that up, but yeah. So we'll just add it to the next segment. Mega Man, good. Go buy it. Done. Moving on. That's what you get when you. Uh, oops. That's what you get when you have not that many stuff to to work off in a week, uh, or in the past. Well, it, it is in the end of the year, so you, you're not gonna get a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Oh Jesus! I know. I, I, would... I, I, there's a reason for this. The, I I saw this this past week. It's fine. It it's fine. I just wasn't expecting it. <laughs> so, um, I think okay. So, uh, oh man, you when get... you edit this, you need to put my reaction to that. <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and clip it and just like yeah. Um, so, okay. Uh, jokes aside, um. The there was a big thing that happened this past week, um, and it was the whole FCC, um, the the FCC ruling that happened uh, this past week. I believe it was on Thursday, Thursday morning. Um, it, there was a there was it was broadcasted live uh, in the morning, uh, and there were arguments uh, for and against it. 
it, I, it went 3-2 in favor of the FCC uh, in regards to uh, killing the neutrality, uh, basically. Basically, opening up for companies who can now charge for, um, you know, higher speed lanes for people to download more um, or to... Uh, you know, possibly open up the possibilities of like, you know, if you like to use Twitter, it's going to be a charge now to use that. So, in this, and this affects a lot, affects a lot of us, including uh, us, us here at MSP, as well as other uh, internet, uh, content providers or content makers as well. And it's, it's a huge issue. Um, well, here, you know, just to kind of ease the ten- ease the, the the stress and the worry. Um, the what the FCC ruled on, ruled on was the. Uh, um, desire to repeal it mm-hmm. it's not repealed it has not been repealed yet um it still has to go to supreme court it still has to go through channels to make it official yes. the fcc didn't just turn off net neutrality on that vote that was just one step not a good step if, if the fcc like this is not gonna be like if the fcc gets stopped it'll be the it won't be the last time we hear about it but um but uh but yeah, like like it's not over. We're not losing. We're not losing stuff yet. And even if let's and, and just to kind of ease tensions a little bit more, even if the um, the Supreme Court and whatnot to agree with the FCC and net neutrality goes away, um, this doesn't mean that you're stuck with an internet provider that's going to charge extra. Um, having this open does allow for companies to have easier access to become their own IPs. So you're going to have a little bit more uh, um, uh, competition within internet providers as a whole. And if Comcast decides to start charging and uh, giving you know bandwidth access to higher sites or what the fuck ever, or charging you as a consumer for that stuff, you have the like you're going to have better options to go to. Um, and hopefully, hopefully it doesn't go that way, but you know, I don't trust Comcast as far as I can throw them or Time Warner or, or like half these companies. But, um, uh, point I'm getting at is we all need to take a breath, not let it become something more than it is. And, uh, like not make it feel like that's the end of the internet. Yeah. It, it, it. It could be if if we if we let it. And the thing about that is like, yeah, it still has to go through the courts. Um, there's already multiple uh, state representatives who have went out there and saying like, hey, we're doing a uh, we're, we're uh, a, a case lawsuit against this. Um, and like, as I saw, like around like 18 states agreed to hop on this and agreed upon. Um, not to mention there was have been they've been. Uh, it's when it comes to what I've seen, uh, Washington State has said that we're gonna. We're going to we're going to protect our, our own interests. And we're going to not abide by the FCC rules, um, and we're going to keep uh, our state uh, internet free, and that's what we're leaving. Um, so there's already a lot of pushback already from a lot of people. Um, Absolutely, that's that's another aspect. Like, yeah, like the don't get me wrong, I'm a hundred percent behind net neutrality, but I do I do honestly feel that there's a little bit more um, over the top reactions to it mm-hmm. than need to be mm-hmm. like we absolutely as as a internet faring society at this point need we absolutely need to understand the, the importance of net neutrality yes um 
we need to go to the extent of why it's important and the laws that were placed in 2010 and 2015. Like, there's a reason net neutrality is important. Yes, there's the slight potential that there might be more competition if net neutrality goes away. Uh, for places like Baltimore, for example, who can only have Comcast because Comcast is like a weird mono monopoly in, in Baltimore. But, um, uh, and it's not, it's not impossible for other companies to get into Baltimore. It's just really difficult. Um, so they don't even try. Uh, that being said, um, uh, if... If we are, if we the, the 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 American people want the internet to be free, we need to be louder about it. Like, as of right now, like Kamala Harris is that's her name, right? That's uh, what fighting for it. Yeah, it's, I don't, it's, I, I, it, it was her in um, Jessica something. Um, I know, like the only women in in the in the, in the FCC uh, board um, are fighting for the internet. Uh, the other three are not. Um. Right, right, right. So yeah, yeah. Like we have to, we have to back them up. We have to contact our, the people voting on it. We have to contact people that have a voice for us, our representatives, and let them know that we're not happy with it. Exactly. Let them know that we understand that we're not just like we want our internet, but we have to make them understand that we know what's going on, and we have to be calm about it. We can, we can be loud, we can be obnoxious about it, but we cannot sit there and just like you can't call your congressman. And start screaming over the phone because he won't listen or she won't listen. Right. Definitely. Like, be reasonable. Be thoughtful about it. Yeah. I, it, I'm saying this. I'm saying this on this podcast, and I swear to God, like it's it's gonna get to very few people. I know. I know. I, and I and I and I get it. But the thing, but your message is, uh, your message is pretty much the same message every other person has been saying regarding, hey, we need to, you know, so tell our representatives. We need to, you know, contact. You know who supports our our our, uh, our state, and you know tell you know pretty much the government like, hey, we want this to be a free thing, and we want this to be open for everybody, not just for uh, the, the few that will benefit this and the companies that can benefit off of this. Um, well, my 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 mom cracked me up because I was talking to her about it, and she was like, I, like the day that they were voting on it, because I was sitting on the couch next to her and I was reading just Twitter, <laughs> pretty much about it, mm -hmm. um, including your stuff. Uh, um, and I, you know, she's like, what's net neutrality? So I kind of explained it to her and she's like, well, if, you know, people are going to stop complaining about stuff on the internet, like, wouldn't you be happy, Greg? Cause you seem to just complain about people complaining. <laughs> and I was like, you're not wrong. You're not wrong in that regard, but I'd rather have the freedom. Uh, I'd rather have people have the freedom to complain and me complain about them than not. Because he will have no show. <laughs> There's that too. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, like, um, uh, you know, we've already had examples of companies trying to get away with doing things that, you know, getting rid of neutrality would give them full access and freedom to do. Yeah. Uh, and I'm talking about, like, uh, game reviews or, or how news is provided to us. Like, yeah, shit like that would that's... be completely changed if that yeah. neutrality is gone. Yeah. It's, and 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 you know one of the biggest things that happened this year wouldn't have existed with net without net neutrality. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm talking about like all these scumbags getting thrown out of you know office and and the the entertainment industry and whatnot. Like like 
that wouldn't have happened with without net neutrality. Like straight up, like those yeah. voices would have been just as silenced as they were before the internet. Exactly, exactly. Um, tying us back to games, as far as like you know why. <laughs> it, I mean, not not to disclose that, not to like you know, say like, well, you know, you know, there's some you know, the tightest. I'm not, no, no, not, I just, <laughs> I just like, I just like how you're like, what well, podcast, Greg? What the fuck are you doing? No, it's really funny. Um, but what I'm trying to say is like kind of tying us back to to you know the game industry and the game at large, like. You think it's bad already when it comes to day one patches to some games that you're able to download off your internet. Well, let's, you know, how it affects it as far as like, okay, so if you say you're on Comcast and say that Comcast is like, oh, you got to pay extra if you want to be on a higher speed uh, internet than the one you're on right now, which I'm mean, to argue they kind of are right now doing it already, but even more so. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not so much that. It's more to the extent of like charging us for things. So... Oh, you want to use YouTube? Well, you got to pay a nominal fee. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's less it's less you know like charging us for higher speeds and higher bandwidths and more charging us just to use pieces of the internet. Yeah, and not to mention like if somebody if some if, if a game reviewer is trying to review a multiplayer based game, um, and say that whatever connection he has to the internet and whatever that they give him, um, right, isn't quite supported or say that it's um, I want to get better if you pay more when it comes to a said company, then it really affects, you know, how he reviews games. It affects the user experience for a lot of people as well. Um, where, you know, it doesn't matter what type of internet you may or may not have. It just will be just complete, like, uh, user, you know, you just be aware. Like, you know, your experience may not be the same as everybody else, but here's my review. I think of, of this game. Um, so there's a definitely a lot of factors that will affect a lot of people when it comes to the, to this bullying um, and obviously, as we said before, it is not done yet. There's obviously still a lot, a lot more process to go for or to, to take care of. Um, but you can already you can already see with some of the backlash from a lot of people, including this video which you see behind us, which is for those listening at home, what's going on? It's basically a uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot about that, Valer. Yeah, the uh, uh, slow slow and fast lanes um, would be a big thing too. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, for, for those wondering in the chat, well, they're saying like the amount of online media companies that uh, the ISPs own is vast. Verizon has OF, A1 y- Yahoo, which uh, which things like Huffington Post, uh, Tumblr, and so on. So there's definitely there's definitely a huge rem- rem- ramification when it comes to um, what this. Really God, could... if, if if fucking Tumblr was the only place I could get, get good fan art, that would be uh, awful. Yeah, yeah, that would suck. So. Um, yeah, it, it just comes down to just contact your representatives and make sure you get your voices heard. Um, I'm not sure when exactly they're they're doing the. Uh, uh, it's the next, next year uh, sometime. Is it next it's year? Next year? Yeah, it's next year sometime. I just don't know when. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, more than likely, if if you guys are on Twitter or on other social media, you'll probably will be notified some one way or another. Um, yeah, but also the note, this guy that's that that. His head is on uh, 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 this other guy that's getting beat up. Like I, this guy, either he's really embracing the the the, the main villain role in all this. But oh, RJ Pyatt. Yeah, like he is definitely just. I think answer his name. Yeah, like he is definitely just like, hey. You saw the video that he made where he was trying to be like hip, right? Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> oh my god! It, I mean, for me, it was hilarious because of how bad it was, and I yeah. like just terrible things, but. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, like that was like that was a perfect example of how do you do, fellow kids? Mm-hmm. Like it was hilariously awful. Mm-hmm. It was funny too because like was shortly afterwards, the guy who owned that song in that video was like, "I'm going to." Uh, put a, a content ID on that one so you won't make any money off of it or to take it down. So, <laughs> so it's like, hey, I don't want you making any money or anything and whatever I can to stop you, I will. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems like he is like, at least when it comes to the internet, he is the most hated hated man right now um, because he's taking away all the stuff he wants. So Yeah, you know, like, you know, Valer's pointing out a lot of like, these big industry or these big companies that own websites yeah. that's just straight up own websites and yeah. how that could absolutely be affected if net neutrality is gone. Yeah. I kind of wonder what happened to us, honestly, like would, would people like in order to get to our website, we had to pay extra like from an ISP to do that. Uh, it would depend. So like who owns Webly? Oh, uh, I have no idea. I know it's based in San Francisco. So um, uh, who and who and who did we buy the IP from? Oh, GoDaddy. So okay, so who owns GoDaddy? We'd have to look at those two factors and then figure it out. Ah, I see. Gotcha, gotcha. Also, then we will have to pay extra to keep the site up. Then at that point, if if those two websites, you know, like those two websites could be completely buried, like it that's would have true. that, like that, that whole aspect. So that's true. Um, I, you know, it would, it would really just depend on, on, on the, on the internet providers. It would depend on the, um, the, the companies that own different websites and things like that. Like, you know, we could only hope that if net neutrality does go through or the end of net neutrality goes through that these companies wouldn't do that. But it's also like, oh, they're companies, they're giant corporations. Of course, they're going to do whatever can line their pockets for yeah. But also you have to keep in mind on that entirely same note, like if net neutrality ends and we have to go that route, like just straight up, like don't don't pay for the stuff. Prove to them that you aren't interested in paying extra for what was already free. Okay, gotcha. Also, we really got funded by Tencent? Really? Huh. That's interesting. So I guess we believe part of Okay, that's cool. There you go. All right. All right. So moving on to our next topic, which uh, puts back to 12. Um, okay. So uh, tw- again, this, let's you guys know this is our last show before the end of 20, uh, before, before 2018. So this would be our last show. Is it really? It is because. Next week, we should have. Oh man, I wish you had told me. I would. I would have gotten like a quick list of like my favorite things that came out this year. Right. Uh, well, actually, no. Wait. Well, you know what? Actually, this may not be the last. Uh, hang on. Uh, I'll be gone next week. Oh wait, no. Okay, it's not the last show. <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, we got. Uh, I'll be back by the thirty first. That's right. Okay. All right. Or before that. Okay. Well, Oof. we'll talk about it anyways. What if, we, what if we record an episode on the thirtieth instead? Because the thirty first is New is New Year's Eve. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'll be fine with that. I'll be I'll be okay with that. Um, we we, we talk a little bit about, about it here, probably cover more of it the next time. Um, okay, so uh, we'll talk about it after the podcast. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely do that. But uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about this topic for a little bit, and then we'll uh we'll save the rest of it for when that show happens. But uh, just in general, um, 
2017 has been uh, a, a pretty damn good year for gaming this uh, and i don't say that lightly like the last time that there's been this many good games in one year to me was 2000, 2004 and there was plenty of just big not only like big hitting games but like very game changing as well um and just going back like there's just been so many good games this year starting off the bat in generators resident evil 7 uh there was near Antonima, there was um persona 5 uh, there was Sonic Mania, there was Tekken 7, there's been so many good games, and major majority of those games were actually single-player single player games for the most part. Um, when the, when EA shut down Visceral Studios, uh, there's a lot of questions like, you know, are single-player games dead? You know, and, you know, are single-player games going away? And, you know, to a lot of people that were, like, kind of worried about this, like, you know, point out, like, well, this has been the best, best year for single-player games. Um... So it is definitely there's definitely been a lot of good games that have come out this year, uh, and I think that that's it, why it was so absurd to me when people were getting angry that um, uh, people were getting so mad like that EA had canceled a single player game. It was like, are you kidding me? Look at this year. Right. Those single player games are not dead by a long shot. Yeah, not by a long shot. Like it has definitely been a hell of a year. Um, just so off the top of the head, off, to, off the top of my, um, off the dome, I think that one of my favorite single player games of this year, um, is, and I keep, and I keep saying it, and it's been, and so far it's been kind of beginning Game of the Year awards from, from a few people, but, uh, it would be, uh, Nier Antonima. Nier is my Game of the Year. Uh, the game is so good. It's beautifully crafted. Given the fact that it was kind of tried to buy a bunch of lewd, you know, pics of 2B in her, in her butt. But I feel like that was on purpose so that, yeah, come in for the sexiness, but then come in for the actual good game and, and story and questioning humanity and all that thing. Um, and the way that, and the, not to mention that, like the way that you think it ends, but actually it doesn't. Like you had to play the game continuously to find out what, like, this, what exactly is going on. And it's insane. It is, the soundtrack is just fantastic. I, everything about that game I really love and everything about, um, Yoko Toro has put into that game is really really cool um and the soundtrack is again it's awesome <laughs> um just off, off the dome off the dome but again we'll save some of this for the uh next time but uh uh Greg just off off the dome like what anything any game that kind of stood out to you this year uh shit that's a good question I mean Mario Odyssey immediately is the first one that pops into my head because that was the one that like I saw at the beginning of the year, I saw it at, at E3, and it just, like, constantly got me excited. Um, but, like, uh, you know, there were there were a few titles that I think... Hmm. It's, it's, hard, it's hard for me to say. It's hard for me to say because, again, I didn't really look at a list. Um, I wish I did. Uh, um, I mean, you're, you're showing one right now for me that was a big deal um, because when it comes to Sonic games, like, I'm not super into Sonic games. Like, I didn't grow up playing them. Mm -hmm. So, when it, you know, when you talk about Sonic games, I, I, I don't have a strong nostalgic feeling or even I, I consider them not to be great games. But Sonic Mania was a legitimately great game. Oh, yeah. um, I had fun from beginning to end playing it. Um, I'd say one thing that also stood out extremely well to me was uh, um, Specter Knight, the Shovel oh, Knight DLC. Yes, that 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 game series has it's been so good. And then was it the was it the King Knight ones coming out the next year? 
Um, yes, yes, yes. It's actually like I believe in March, February, or March is when the um, the physical copy of uh, Shovel Knight comes to um, the Switch, which I'm going to buy. Um, for some reason, I want the physical copy of that. I, I don't know why. I don't have to have the physical copy, but I want it. <laughs> um, but it's uh, uh, but yeah, like that'll be the final definitive version of Shovel Knight. Um, and I'm very, very excited for that, but that, that's next year talk. Uh, mm -hmm. I really wish I could think of something else that came out this year that really like, I mean, I could talk about the loser of, of, of 2018 or 2017, mm -hmm. the, the company that, that easily had the worst year. Oh, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. EA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like they had two, they had two monumentally large releases this year. That just got completely shit on. Oh yeah, yeah. That that, that definitely, that definitely was a. I forgot about that. Yeah, that definitely was a huge thing that happened with EA, and uh, not only what happened recently with um, Battlefront Two, but also with Mass Effect. Um, so I forgot about that. That's right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. EA uh, did not have a good year PR wise. PR wise, they did not have a good year. I think that financially i think they're okay i want to say yes oh absolutely i mean the money they make off their sports franchise is insane so yeah like they're not hurting uh but you know that ea still wants to hold on to to, to start to star wars so they're going to do whatever they can to make sure that it doesn't go anywhere i i think um, i think that they're gonna i'm still i'm still of the mind that they're gonna lose that license the the star wars oh yeah, yeah 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 well that's my point is they're gonna try to keep it oh okay gotcha yeah, but he is. Sorry, I'm looking at. I'm looking at because I didn't get ready. For, I didn't get ready for okay, the Overwatch gotcha, minute. Gotcha not. Oh, <laughs> funny. All right. Um, I was gonna say like, uh, yeah, EA didn't have a good year this year, uh, PR wise. Um, and I felt like when it comes to, uh, just in general, like what what company had a good year this year? I think in general, when it came to some of the game releases, they, the ones that were successful are the ones that kind of surprise a lot of. Uh, the company itself is like, oh, we actually sold a lot. Like, again, going back, going back to Resident Evil Seven, like that game, Capcom was not expected to make that much with that game, and it exceeded their expectations um, in in just a wide margin. On top of um, on top of the fact that they didn't put that much money into making the game, um, like as far as like what their other games they made in the past, like that is that is probably one of the most low budget RE Seven games they were to produce, but with what they got and whoever was at the home to make that game was very creative and uh, knew how to replay really to that, to the idea of like, kind of, Hey, you know, we got pretty lucky. The fact that PT was, uh, was, was closed down by Konami. We can actually pick up on this idea and run for it. And they did. It was, it was perfect timing <laughs> on that front. But yeah, like Capcom, when it comes to Resident Evil seven, like that would, you know, far expect uh, far expected there numbers to be lower but ends up being higher than they thought when that game came yeah. out yeah um i think that that are big i think that a big uh surprise was tekken 7 like tekken 7 was a game that uh the tekken series always looked beautiful but like this year is when it's when they really nailed it it's not only the way it looks the way it plays but the story was actually pretty fun to watch um the multiplayer online is is, is really good uh, the fact that they had the whole world tour also helped uh, make sales. Uh, same way, same kind of the same idea with, with Capcom Cup with Street Fighter Five, but uh, with Tekken, it, it 
Not only does it look good, there were some really cool mechanics as a viewer seeing seeing slow motion of like two people fighting and like at the last hit, like they collide and you don't know what's gonna happen is the hypest thing I've ever seen in a game. And more 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 than likely we'll see that in Soul Calibur uh, uh, six um, when that comes out. So yeah, like I think the Taken Seven was, was another big one. Although that one that one expectations things were there, but I think that. Even then, they were they sold a whole lot of that. Yeah. So, um, you got you got anything, Greg, or you? Uh... I was looking at. I was I was gonna pull up a list of all the games that came out this year. I know that Valer put one in chat, but I can't really click on it, unfortunately. Mm, gotcha. Um. Uh. Yeah, man. I mean, like, I mean, PUBG was a huge hit That's this year right. too. PUBG was another good one. PUBG, man. If there was a game that. That that with the help of Twitch, like put that that propelled that game far, far more sales than it really should. Uh, it would be PUBG. PUBG just it sold so many, so many games, digital copies, and the games haven't done yet. Which is, I mean, to argue, you can argue that yeah, it's on, it's on, you know, for sale. It's it's a completed game, yada yada. Um, and you know, what I've heard also with the Xbox version that it's pretty rough right now, but. The fact that that game has gotten so much attention and so many sales is insane. Like last we talked about, it was like 10 million was sold um, from its uh, from its uh, debut, and it's now it's, it's going to keep growing, which is crazy. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, PUBG was another big one that nobody saw, but like it just man, it's just blown out of the water. Yeah. Well, what we'll, we'll have to do since we only have a minute left and I really don't, I don't have a whole, like we don't have a lot of time and I don't have a list. I need to go through all the games that came out this year. We can talk about them in actual, like, you know, a proper conversation. Um, right, right, right. But, I, um, yeah, my bad. I thought this was the last show before, uh, before, uh, the end of this year, but it turns out, no, I'll be back in time for the one last one, like on, like well, on that note, since we only have 30 seconds left, we were discussing the idea of doing a uh, New Year's Eve show mm-hmm. where after every topic, you and I take a shot. And then the oh, post show is basically us really? a little drunk. Wow. I think we can't do that. <laughs> I, I think in the TOS, we can't do that. We can drink. No, we- you can. You can. Oh, you can? Yeah. As long as we don't get too drunk. Oh, okay. We got to be somewhat. It's, it's excessive. It's excessive drinking that's against TOS. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. I learned that because of my birthday incident. <laughs> well, that's good to know. That is good to know. Um, all right. Well, then that may be a thing. If I have, if that's if that's gonna happen, I'm gonna have to get some uh, some liquor here at the house, um, which shouldn't be too hard. All right. I'm gonna put five minutes onto this one. All right, and get this set up. And and all right. guys it is time for your overwatch minute with great dudes okay so um there's a few things that have changed or happened uh there's still the issue with uh the the one tricking bands um uh and and jeff kaplan has barely really touched on it uh so hopefully we'll get for some more information about that but another torbjorn uh, one tricker was recently banned um uh moira moira and may have been buffed while doomfist has been fixed and we talked about i, I talked about his fixes a little bit 
they're actually implemented now. Uh, Moira's being buffed a little bit because people felt that her um, heal wasn't strong enough. So there's that. And I guess Mei's being buffed because uh, people felt like her um, a, like survivability wasn't high enough or something like that. Um, also, Zenyatta has a slightly new ability when he throws his um, orbs out. They're different colors. Uh, the highlight around people are different colors for him. So to more do more distinctive between uh, a healing orb or a uh, discord orb, which I'm not 100 percent sure. I have to I have to play it to figure it out. Um, but the main topic or the main thing I want to talk about is the uh, is the winter or the Christmas event, if you will. Oh right, I forgot about that's happening right now. Yep. So there are two game modes that are available during this, and uh, one of them is. Uh, um, uh, the the classic May snowball offensive, which is 6v6, everyone has one snowball loaded in the chamber, you get hit with a snowball, you're out that round, the first team to three wins for, you know, the rounds wins. Um, it's a lot of fun, I really, really enjoy it. Um, you can load, like, there are snow mounds, and you can load more snowballs into the gun, but, like, you have to be strategic about it, it's super fun, I really enjoy it. Um, but the other game type, oh, pardon me, oh, is based on a skin that uh, Winston had from last year's event, and that was him to look like a Yeti. Um, and it's it's uh, it's basically five Maze versus Winston, who has an extremely large amount of health. The general idea is that the five Maze have to freeze Winston and keep killing, keep damaging him until he goes down in health. Well, the maze only have a certain amount of lives, and that's how the Winston can can win is by not by killing them enough. Hmm. Also, Winston has to collect four pieces of meat in order for his alt to uh, activate, which allows him to get more kills much more frequently. Um, uh, I don't really like it's it's a it's a cool concept, it's a neat game, but at the end of the day, Winston's way too overpowered where the maze are not powered enough. So. Um, <laughs> Could you box them in? I mean, with all the males. Yep, I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So it's 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 like it's an okay game type, but it's definitely not. You don't. You should not be competitive with that game. So, um, but I want to go over the skins real quick. So um, Anna has a legendary skin called Snow Owl, which allows her to, which basically like, it it's almost as if she skinned like a mechanical owl and put it over her body. Um. Uh, Bastion has Avalanche, which is interesting to say the least. Like, it's kind of hard to explain, but I think my favorite part about it is that he, on his head, he has a uh, hat, um, and hit and the and the bird that he has is an owl. Hmm. Um. Oh, Hanzo has Casual. So if you remember from last year, they released a comic, and this in this comic is when they announced or showed that um, uh, Tracer was a lesbian. Yes. Um, yes. In the in the comic itself, also Hanzo was shown in like casual outfit getting a cake. They finally put that outfit into the game. Cool. I think I've seen it. Um, I've seen it actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Uh, Junkrat has um, a summer skin uh, because oh, if you it, know, of course it does. Of course it does. <laughs> like yeah, if you know the way the world works, uh, it's it's basically his tires a, a, a inner tube now, and he just has like you know beach gear on his body. Um, uh, Roadhog has the Ice Fisherman, and he basically just looks like 
the walrus from Alice in Wonderland. Nice. That's awesome. Um, Soldier 76 has Alpine 76, which is just, <laughs> it's just like a winter looking skin for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sombra has Rhyme, which she looks like, um, I don't remember where it's from, but it's basically the female version of Jack Frost. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, do, do, do. Let's see what else. I think that's all the legendaries. I know that uh, some characters have like other skins that are not legendary. Um, but there's also like a ton of new stick, uh, uh, like sprays and uh, voice lines and whatnot. And everything from the previous event is back. Oh, that's that's one. That's one I forgot. Um, Reinhardt has a has a legendary intro where people are throwing snowballs and he shields it and then picks up like a huge mound of snow and throws <laughs> it. That's great. That's awesome. Sick. Um, I think that's it. That's all I can really remember. I oh oh that's okay. It's a big one. I forgot about that one entirely. So one of the bigger ones that everyone's kind of like shitting their pants over is Orissa has a new emote where she sits down, opens up a present, and it's a puppy that she gets to play with. Oh, that's cool. That's so. Awesome. That's awesome. Sweet. Yay for Orisa. Mm-hmm. Cool. And Moira gets nothing, as the heroes before events do. <laughs> funny, funny. Is that, is that it, or is, uh, is there more? And that's it for your Overwatch Minute, guys. <laughs> All right, so there you go, guys. Your Overwatch Minute with Greg Dietz. All right, so... We've come to the end of the podcast. There we are. Hey, there I am. So, um, again, if you want to stick around, it's going to be our major Star Wars spoiler cast. Because um, that's going to be something we're going to talk about. And I need to talk about it because I have some thoughts. I have feelings and thoughts about this one. Um, so also, because like we don't... I need to, I need to go and... Uh, uh, figure it out, but like we don't, we don't have a, our schedule to come together and talk about a movie. Uh, is it a bit harder now, uh, or a bit harder than before than I thought when we started the movie podcast? So, um, I'll talk about. It I think moment. doing it this way is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, we're already in the talking mood, so why yeah, not? Definitely, definitely. Um, before we do that, though, obviously, uh, we need to do our outro and everything else. So, before we go, Greg, where can I find you on the internet? You can follow me on Twitter at ChubRockGeek. Uh, that's also where you're going to find any kind of uh, um, information about what I'm doing and when I'm doing it. Um, I have three more episodes that I'm doing with with uh, Half Empty Energy Tank. Uh, this Saturday, the Saturday following that, and the first. So um, definitely come over to twitch.tv slash Half Empty Tank to uh, hang out and see my last few shows. Um I, I still don't know what I'm playing for the next two Saturdays, but whatever. When's we'll, the, we'll get there. When's your last show again? The first. So what I'm going to do oh. on the first, since it's a Mega Monday, and I've kind of thought about this already. Um, Mega Man 4 was a huge thing for me on the channel because that was the basically the first Mega Man game that, like, that's the Mega Man game I got to play at Mega Manathon. That's the one that Brian kind of threw in my lap, and it's also my favorite one of the first six. Uh, so I'm definitely going to play that and beat it. And then move over to Shovel Knight. And Shovel Knight, you know, has always been a big component for me on Heat because it was just something that I latched onto and it it was just it was important to me. I played it a ton on the channel, still have. Um, so I'm gonna play I'm gonna play one, you know, one full game of, of Shovel Knight and then 
Uh, from there, I'm going to move on to Jackbox Party Pack 2, uh, play some stuff on there, go over to like Drawful, and then Party Pack 3, and then Party Pack 4, and then I'm going to end the whole stream on some Fitbitch. Cool. Awesome. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Defective Knowledge. You can follow the work that we do at MissionSubPodcast.com, including this very podcast, uh, which I'm going to get this set up. Real oh, quick. I forgot. I forgot about the other podcast. Oh, yeah. Tell them about the other podcast. <laughs> so uh, Josh, who's in the chat right now, who I'm still sure he's still watching the Raider game, um, or in Sobiner76, him and I have a uh, – um, we got to come up with a different like way to, to describe the show. But it's a street. It's a streaming TV podcast or TV streaming podcast. One of the two. Uh, basically, we're, we're going to watch a show that is exclusive to an internet platform. <laughs> watch two shows and then review them. Uh, I have, you know, Anthony and I are in discussion about how to change the layout and stuff like that, so that way it looks different and doesn't say official Netflix podcast. Uh, because the show that the show that's currently up is is two Netflix shows, but the one following that is actually a Netflix show, an Amazon show, and a YouTube Red show. So um, we're going to have three. They're movies, technically. But this is the point where we want to be like, there are more areas in which we can watch and discuss things. So um, <laughs> I'm assuming the Raiders lost. Um, yeah, I just saw on Twitter. So, yeah, people are not, are not happy. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm a Niner fan. I could give two shits this season. I could give two shits in general. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just dude. Um, but uh, but yeah yeah yeah. Um, uh, as of right now, uh, the show's still in its you know rough infancy. But I think Josh and I are getting a good rhythm when we do the podcast. So uh, tune in for that. Um, I think the last episode we did was on a movie called Mudbound, which is phenomenal. And then the first show since we started doing the podcast that I didn't like, but Josh did. Uh, which is called um, Godless. So, um, yeah, definitely tune into the. I think they're still only on YouTube right now. Wow, awesome! But yeah, good stuff. Sweet, awesome, good stuff to you, Greg. And that podcast is on our YouTube channel. It, I've been saying it for a while, but I need to get around to it. It's been busy as always, um, and uh, of course, we'll eventually be on the podcast feed on on. ITunes and Stitcher, as well as our podcast section, which is very, very, this very podcast is and will be uh, this Tuesday. And what I mean by that, haha. So, I need to update this, honestly. <laughs> I need to update a lot of stuff. Um, so, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoyed what we talk about and what we do on this Twitch channel, please support us by following us on this Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash missionsrp or sub to us if you're not, well, you're not inclined to, but hey, yes, that would be cool. Um, but we, we also record these and we upload them on Tuesdays uh, on our website as well as on our iTunes and Stitcher RSS feeds under Mission Star Podcast. Um, if you enjoy us talking about conventions, you know, they've been bad, they're good, you know, should, should you go to the next one? And, you know, what are our full thoughts on? Check out The Conover. It is a uh, it is a podcast we also host on our, on our website, um, also on iTunes and Stitcher under uh, The Conover. Um, also, we have D Rolling Twenties, hosted by Jeremy Wilson. Um, he comic book, uh, movies, entertainment, just a bunch of nerdy things into one podcast. Check it out; it's called the Rolling Twenties. They are they're also on Twitter at D Rolling Twenties and a Patreon as well. Um, and they are usually uploaded every two, every Friday. Um, I just uploaded one today because I 
because he forgot uh, I forgot to upload it on Friday, so sorry for the delay on that one. Uh, but usually every every Friday um, they have a podcast up, um, and it's uh, also on iTunes and Stitcher under the Rolling Twenties. Um, and as he said prior in the show, uh, we do have a movie review podcast. Um, although that's kind of been put on hiatus, we're going to give you a, a quick snippet of what that's like uh, in our after show. Um, once I figure out how to, we'll, we'll figure it out later on in the next year. Um, but uh, that show will eventually come back or in some form. And basically, what it is is a movie podcast where we talk about our thoughts on certain movies. You know, was it good? Was it bad? And for various reasons. Um, so uh, that's about it. Again, this will be uploaded onto this Twitch channel in, se- in separate uh, clips, so you can pick and choose which ones you want to watch um, and get our thoughts, or this is the whole thing on our podcast on Tuesday. But with that being said, again, we're going to our spoiler cast movie uh, cast on uh, on Star Wars The Last Jedi uh, right after this podcast. So for those who are listening, if you do not want to hear it, please skip the after hour segment of this podcast uh, on either on various video form, video platforms or on our podcast feeds so that being said for those who are just here for the podcast oops hang on I did, I did it too early <laughs> um thank you for watching and we'll see you guys next time